Hello and welcome to the broadcast. This is a ministry of North Harford Baptist Church in Jarrettsville, Maryland. Visit us online at northharford.org. Right, section 5 of A Gospel Primer by Milton Vincent is Transformed by Glory. And if you do not have one of the handouts, uh, this is officially your last chance to get one in the back. Here's how he begins on page 16. The glory of God is the most powerful agent of transformation available to mankind. It is so powerful that it transforms those who merely gaze upon it. The Apostle Paul gives personal testimony concerning this stunning fact. But we all, he says, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. That comes from 2 Corinthians 3.18. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. Picking back up again in the main paragraph. From Paul's testimony, I learned that if I wish to become all that God wants me to be, I must behold His glory each day. Which makes sense, right? If the transformation comes from the beholding, we must behold Him in order to be transformed. But where do I find God's glory to behold? Indeed, the glory of God is revealed throughout all of creation. That comes from Psalm 19.1. The heavens are telling the glory of God. In Isaiah 6.3, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. But the Bible indicates that outside of heaven, the glory of God in its thickest density, love that phrase, dwells inside the gospel. It is for this reason that the gospel is described in Scripture as the gospel of the glory of Christ and the gospel of the glory of the blessed God. 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, where the gospel is called uh, the, the uh, light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. And 1 Timothy 1.11 speaks of the gospel of the glory of the blessed God. Consequently, as I habitually gaze upon the glory of the Lord revealed in the gospel... I can know that actual deposits of God's very glory are attaching themselves to my person and transforming me from one level of glory to another. Again, 2 Corinthians 3.18. But we all, with unveiled face, which is um, a metaphor for having a believing heart that truly sees the grace and the glory of God in the gospel. That's what an unveiled face is. It's a face that sees the glory of God. Beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. This transformation is deep and abiding and unfadingly displays the glory of God to others. Second Corinthians 3.13 is the one he references here. And we are not like Moses who used to put a veil over his face so that the sons of Israel would not look intently uh, at the end of that which was fading away. Which is alluding back to when Moses uh, spoke with God, God's glory would shine off of his face, but it was a fading glory. So Moses put a veil over his face so the people wouldn't see that fading away. Our, and that's contrasted with the glory that we reflect in the new covenant, which is a deep, abiding, unfading glory as we reflect the glory of God, as we behold the glory of God in the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
And I try to always go back to this principle of how we think about the gospel, that we need to think about the gospel in two ways primarily. There's many, many different facets of the gospel. Two ways primarily. It's God's revealing himself to us, and it's God's reconciling us to himself. It's both of those things. It's revelatory of God and who he is and his grace and his power. And it rec- thereby, therefore, it ha- is able to reconcile us to him, and it's able to sanctify us and transform us from one degree of glory to the next. So it's God revealing himself and us being reconciled to him. This is the gospel. This is what the work of the gospel is. 